For those of you that don't know me yet, I'm Reuben, more commonly known as Harmony's husband, or Adira's dad. And uh, today, I'm going to be speaking under the title, Go for Gold. And uh, more specifically, I'm going to be speaking about tenacity. Now, we're called to be tenacious. And to be tenacious is to tend to keep a firm grip or a firm hold of something, not readily relinquishing a position, principle, or course of action. So I'm going to talk a little bit of how we need to be tenacious in, in both our love for God, our love for His children, for each other, and also tenacious in our path towards our divine calling. So I'm going to speak a little bit on that. Um, but first, I'm just going to open us up in prayer. So... Father, Lord, Father God, I just pray that today it's your words that come out, not mine, Lord. I just pray that these words are anointed, and I just pray that there's a heart here ready and willing to listen, Lord, that there's fertile soil here for your seed to be planted in, Lord, and that it's eternal. It is eternal. Your word is eternal, Father. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Amen. Tenacity. All right, to be tenacious in our love for God, this comes straight out of Deuteronomy 6.5. And it says, And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. All your strength. So when it's saying there we need to love the Lord our God with all our heart, yep, that's fine. We find it easy to love with our heart and with all our soul. But strength, what does that imply to us? That implies to us that at times... It's going to be challenging to stand firm in that love for our Lord. It's going to be challenging. Let your love for God come from a place, a genuine place. What I encourage you today is that if you're relying on your love for God being hinged on a person or something worldly, on a, on a church and the way it behaves, on a, on a certain pastor and the way they speak, then one day inevitably because these things are of the world and because they're of man, they're going to let you down. And what happens when your seed's planted in a place like that and your roots are growing into worldly things or into a person that you hold up, then when the storm comes and they stumble, you're going to stumble with them. If you set your roots deep into the foundation of Christ, you won't stumble, you won't fall. The Word says, if you keep your eyes on Him, you won't stumble. You won't fall. So let your love for God come from a genuine revelation, genuine relationship with Him. Then He becomes the source of your tenacity. He becomes the source of your strength. And there's nothing you can't do in Him. The second part is be tenacious in your love for God's children. John thirteen thirty four. This is Jesus speaking. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Just as I have loved you. How did Jesus love us? He gave everything. He loved us with tenacity. He bore the insults. He bore the threats. He bore the physical abuse, the betrayal. He bore the cross, and he even bore death itself so that he could carry our sins to the grave and, more importantly, leave them there. He rose up with our salvation. 
So that's a big call for us to love each other, for me to love you. Half of you, I probably admittedly don't even know your names, but I'm called to love you just as Christ loved me. I'm called to, even when you let me down, even when uh, Pete says he's going to fix my car and he doesn't. (laughs) No, that didn't happen. He's been real good. But even when Pete lets me down, I still love him. Even when Aaron lets me down, I still love him. Even when one of you, who I don't even know your name, does something that ticks me off, I still love you. Because when you think of what the people did to Christ back in that day, and he still carried on, tenacious, holding a firm grip to his mission, to why he was there, onto his love for us. He carried on through all the insults, through all the betrayal, even those that loved him most betrayed him. And he carried on, tenacious to the end, to achieve the goal of carrying our sins to the grave. So I encourage you, church, when, when someone does let you down, look at them like Jesus looked at people. If you read the scriptures, you'll see that Jesus spoke not to the person as you and I would see them. He spoke to the spirit of a person. He spoke to the heart. So when something affronted or something insulted, he understood that there was, there was a place from which that was coming that needed dealing with. That wasn't the most apparent thing. You know, if someone's having a bad day and they walk into the church today and you're having a good day and you go, hey, Aaron, sorry, I'm picking on Aaron this morning. Hey, Aaron, I'm having an awesome day. How are you going? And he goes, <laughs> which, which we all know Aaron doesn't do. There's something behind that. There's something deeper. There's a deeper cause there. It's not because t- this morning Aaron doesn't like me and therefore I shouldn't like Aaron. You know, we're called to look at the deeper cause. Hey, there's something going on in Aaron's life. There's something he needs prayer for. There's something he needs encouragement for. There's something he needs lifting up for. Christ saw that we were broken. And the insults we threw at him and the suffering we threw at him were not from our hearts, were not from, not from us. They were from a deeper, deeper root. And he was dealing to that root. And that's what we're called to do to our brothers and sisters in Christ. We're called to see deeper, see beyond the hurt. Once you've addressed those two things, tenacious in your love for God and tenacious in your love for each other, then we're freed to chase after our dream, our divine calling with tenacity. We're freed to do that. Now, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us in Romans 8.37. Despite everything that goes on around us, we have victory. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm training for my running, because I've been training up for this half marathon, as you can see by my build, I'm, I'm an elite athlete, and, um, and I've been training up for this half marathon, and when I'm going on a run for the first time, when I'm going on a run down round a route for the first time, I run down the stone store and up the stone store. The first time I do it, I find it really, really hard. I've never, I've never run this route before. I have all these doubts like, oh, I've taken on too much. I can't possibly do this. No one's ever done this before. You know, this is too hard. <laughs> and it'll take, I'll stop halfway into it. I'll stop and I'll walk and I'll go, well, it's fair enough. I bit off more than I could chew. The second time I run it, there's no excuse because I've done it before. I've been there before. I've seen it all before. There's no excuse. When I feel tired, I just tell my head, hey, you've done this before. You can't give up. If you give up now, you've got no excuse. 
Do you know that Christ has been before you in everywhere you go? Just like the Israelites, he sends an angel before you preparing the way. When you have your eyes fixed on Christ and when you love his family with tenacity, he actually takes joy in every step he orders for you and he has prepared the way before you. I shared once with Aaron, I was going through a bit of a time recently, had a few decisions to make, made the decisions, and I was out working in the field. I'm a surveyor, so my job often involves walking up and down big hills and things like that. Followed Aaron, I called him up on the phone, and the whole time all he heard was my <laughs> heavy breathing while I'm talking to him, because I'm climbing up this, this mountain, this small hill. And um, I, I, get to the top, I get to the top of this hill after my talk with Aaron, and, and I... No word of a lie. I get to the top of this hill. It's up in Kaitaia. And um, I look out, and I just made up my mind walking up this hill what I was going to do in this big decision in my life. Get to the top of this hill for the first time I've been there. And I look out, and on the ridge in the distance, there's this ray of sunlight that's coming down and hitting this hill. And in the middle of this hill, no word of a lie, is a massive big white cross standing on the ridge line there. God told me just then, In this decision you have made, I have gone before you and I have prepared the way. Nowhere that you step have I not been before preparing the way for you. Nothing that comes up against you right now are you not equipped to handle in me. I have prepared it for you. I have set your feet on this path and with me you can achieve it. And each and every one of us have that. Each and every one of us. So when it sounds like hard work, just know that he's done it all for you already. And you've got no excuse not to keep going. No excuse not to be tenacious in your calling. So that's what I've got from him. So I'd just like to actually, I feel like there are people in here that are stuck on that. I can't do it. I, this is too hard. This, this calling that I've got, is it me or is it God? And I just want to lead us in a prayer. So if I could have everyone's eyes closed. And if, and if this is you, maybe there's something in your work life that, that you have been wanting to achieve, but you feel you don't have the qualification for it, or you don't have the power to do it. And I just want to encourage you right now, God has called you into a place specifically for this time. And he would not take you into that place if he had not prepared it for you. So I just pray now, and just pray along with me if this is you. Father God, I thank you that you have gone before me I thank you that nowhere I go in you, I am not prepared for. Lord, I thank you that this is my divine calling, and I pray that I am constantly connected to you. I thank you for the fruits that I will bear for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Ruben. There's some important things uh, Ruben was talking about, that Christ has prepared the way. And that's, that's what he did uh, 2,000 years ago. He prepared the way. He made a way so that we would be able to, to have everything that we need. And we can receive everything we need by faith, which is just accepting that it's there, accepting God's good nature for you, and just saying thank you for your provision, Lord. And um, so I want to talk a little bit about the reward today. 
So if I could just have my uh, little picture put up, that would be awesome. So in New Zealand here, we, we know what gold medals are, don't we? We had a parade here. Come on. We know what gold medals are in carry, carry, don't we? Okay, that's a, it's a little picture of heaven. God's prepared a feast for you, okay? Um, so we know what gold medals are. We also know what the um, Webb Ellis trophy is, don't we? Does anybody know what that trophy is? What's that for? That's right, Rugby World Cup. That's right. So I have pictured here a trophy that everybody, every Canadian knows. Every single Canadian knows this trophy. It's called the Stanley Cup, okay? Yes, we've got, thanks for that, that's really good. So this is why people lace up skates on their feet and hit each other at, uh, you know, 40, 40 some kilometers an hour, run into each other, is for this trophy here. And what's unique about this trophy is that uh, instead of making one up every time you present it, you don't do that with this. You get the real deal. Every time this is one, it's the original. Okay? So, so that's unique. Um, and what happens is the, the names of the players, you can barely see it there, but there's names written all on that trophy. And uh, so they put the name of the owner, the management, the coaches, and the players on the trophy. And uh, that trophy is uh, silver, so it takes a little bit of work uh, to inscribe each name individually. The engraver has to actually disassemble the cup. You can't put it on while it's round like that. So they take the bottom part off, unpin it, and then they, they're going to put it in a jig. And uh, they've only had four engravers in the history of this trophy. And uh, so this, this lady that does it now uses small hammers and a series of stamps to strike each letter of silver of, of people's names. Um, and she, she uses a level to make sure it's straight. And she says each name takes approximately half an hour to do. Each person's name. And um, their teams are allowed to put 52 names on the trophy. So this person has their work cut out for them, okay? So, so it, it takes, uh, the minimum amount of time it would take is about 10 hours, okay? And what's, so you're saying, why are you showing me this trophy with names inscribed in it? Well, guess what? If you believe in Jesus Christ, your name is inscribed somewhere, isn't it? It's called the Lamb's Book of Life. And, and we see that in Revelation 21. And so, in order to have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, what does that mean? That's why we're told to rejoice. Rejoice not because we have authority over, over principalities and powers, but rejoice because your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Okay? So what does that mean? Number one, we're unbound. Unbound. We're free. We're set free. So this, like this trophy, had to be unbound to get your name on it. Jesus Christ has unbound you to write your name in heaven. And I think that is so powerful that we are set free unto everything we need uh, to live a life of freedom, a life that is full of goodness and, and 
just an incredible life. So the second thing that that means is that you have God's approval, okay? That's when we receive Christ, we receive righteousness, his righteousness. Another word for righteousness is approval. Everything you need to be right with God, you have, which is incredible. So, and, and heaven, heaven is open to us as a result of, of our names being written in the Lamb's Book of Life, which is just an incredible thing to have heaven open to you. You are a citizen of heaven. You are a son or daughter of God. And that, that to me, if I already know I've won the gold medal, it's pretty easy to go out and run. If I already know that uh, I have all the rewards of heaven, it's pretty easy for me to go out and run, isn't it? There's no pressure on me. Christ has done it all. I'm already a winner. You guys are already winners. You're already, uh, you've already got the gold, I'm telling you. There is going to be an awards day, and you, yeah, you'll formally get the gold, but you've already got it. Okay, your, your name cannot be scrubbed out of the Lamb's Book of Life. Okay, that's, it's in there. It's like this cup. Those names, that guess what? They're stuck there. They're stuck there. They didn't spend that time and that effort to put them in without them being there for good. Okay? So, that, so there's nothing I can do that will increase God's approval of me. God's approval for you is as high as it can be because what he sees when he sees you is the righteousness of Jesus Christ. So that, that's incredible to me. That gives me hope that says whatever God has laid out for me to do, I can do because he loves me to that extent. He loves me to that extent. And I, I can go in that same love. I can go and do what I'm supposed to do. It's not effort or not work. In, in fact, did you know when you're running, uh, it sh- you should be relaxed. Part of your body should re- be relaxed even though your body is working extremely hard because speed is just based on two things. It's uh, your stride length and your stride frequency. And what happens is when people tense up, their stride length shortens because it, they're, they're not relaxed. But we can be relaxed. We still have to work, yes. But we can be relaxed in Jesus Christ. Because he, wa- he wants you to be able to, to go as far as you can go in him. He wants you to have, you know, be able to accomplish everything he has. And all we have to do is say, hey, Jesus, you got this. You told me to go pray for that person. You got this, Jesus, because it's, it's out of my league. But I know that you, you've, you're faithful and true. If you tell me to go pray for this person, I believe they're going to go be healed. If you tell me that uh, you're taking care of my finances, I'm going to trust you that the bills get paid and the rent gets paid, that uh, my business can pay its bills, you know, th- those types of things. And you can be completely confident. He's, he's got all the riches of heaven. You've got the biggest uh, amount uh, you can draw on. It's uh, endless resources that we have to draw on. So I hope that that encourages you today. Um, we're talking about Christ being the champion. And I love that. I, I brought this verse up um, again today at prayer. Hebrews 12.2. 
and it talks about Christ being the perfecter of our faith. And in another version, it says the champion of our faith. So when we have relationship with Christ, we actually start at the finish line. Pastor Ruth brought that out, that we actually start at the finish line, which is incredible. And that you already, you're, we're going to receive a reward, yes, but we already have reward and we can walk in the rewards of heaven. That you, you know, you are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, aren't you, this morning? So I want us to think, whatever, whatever it is that God's calling us to, it might be scary. It might be um, absolutely out there. Uh, it could be day-to-day things. So we can talk about the big vision that, that you know, scares us. Or we could talk about the little, the little things God has asked us to do that can scare us. It takes a lot of courage and guts to pray for somebody or to share with somebody, especially when they, they don't believe the same thing as you do. Sometimes you, you think, well, they're going to think I'm a little bit of a whack job. And you think I'm a bit nuts. But guess what? You, the words you speak, is, is just, that's just sowing seeds of life into that person so that the, the gospel can come into maturity. The good news of Christ can come to maturity in their life and develop in their life and set them free. So it's very important. So I want you to think about, number one, being unbound. You are completely set free because of the work of Jesus Christ and that you have God's approval. You have God's favor everywhere you set your foot. Okay? So today with with me, would you just bow your heads and we're going to pray. I want you to think of areas in your life where... Maybe you say, oh, I need to be more free in this area of my life. Um, we've had Carrie share, but uh, maybe, maybe it's a boldness for sharing your faith. Maybe it's, um, it, it, or it could be something you're struggling with. Whatever it is, I want you to just turn it over to Jesus and say, Lord, have your way in that area of my life. He is, he is provided for you. He, he fully approves you. He fully loves you. So, Lord, this morning we come before you. Lord, and we declare that you are the champion of heaven. Lord, I thank you that we are co-heirs with you, Lord Jesus. There is nothing, Lord, that you haven't given us authority, your authority over, Lord. So we, this morning I take authority, Lord, in my life over what you have me to do. Lord, whether it's long-term or the short-term things, Lord. Lord, I pray that I would be obedient to the words of your Spirit when you speak to me. Lord, that I would have the boldness to share my faith with those you would have me share with. Lord, and I pray that I would just trust not in my words, but your words, Lord. Lord, the words that you lead me to speak, I will speak, Jesus. Because... There's people out there who need you, Lord. They need your freedom. They need to be unbound. And Lord, we pray that we would be fully free, Lord Jesus, because we are. So fully free to share your life with others. Lord, I pray that we would be free in our finances. We'd be free in our health, Lord. We'd be free in our relationships, Lord Jesus. Lord, that we would know the full extent of your love and approval for us. Lord, that we could demonstrate your love, Lord, in the approval you have for others. 
Lord, that we would be able to accept people, Lord Jesus. We would look past actions, Lord Jesus, and we would just see people that you love. People created in your design, Lord Jesus. People that you have plans and purposes for. People that you have life for. In your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. So we're just going to sing a song, and then we're going to wrap it up. So please stand up on your feet, and we're going to sing to Jesus Christ.